Episode 53, we're back just a week later from last time, rolling through this trials season, I guess you could say. Yeah, definitely. Raleigh Half Marathon season. We've got mm-hmm. a fun episode today, a lot to talk about, but first wanted to thank everybody for coming out to the Toe the Line release on Black Friday over at Bond Brothers. Great. A lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of fun giveaways, beer just excellent. Flowing. Yes, the beer was flowing. Thanks for picking up some. Make sure to get over there to Bond Brothers, get some more. If you haven't gone to Bond Brothers, there's a few places that have it already, and you'll be able to start seeing it throughout the rest of the triangle. But definitely go over to Mordecai Beverage Co., Mm -hmm. kind of one of the home bases of the 2020 Raleigh Half. House of Hops, both their locations uh, here in Five Points and up Glenwood. Glass Jug in Durham. And one place I'm unfamiliar with, Sandy. Yeah, what's that? If you're going to Sneed's Ferry anytime soon, check out the Crooked Lotus. Get yourself some total on. So, but that's a beer spot, right? Apparently so. Okay. I have not been there. Looks like it's near Camp Lejeune. So, you know. Yeah. Hang out. Definitely. That was an awesome time. It was great to have everyone there. And, uh, of course, it's been fun to partner with those guys on the Pursuit Ales. It's a great beer. I mean, I mean, I mean I'm objectively speaking here. For being a light... You know, low ABV, gluten reduced, kind of sea, uh, is it sea salt and yes, lime yes. based um, beer. It's great. Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I thought it was solid. I'm enjoying it. I don't know if you've seen the pictures. If you're following us on, on social, you probably have. But our friend Craig Engels, rocking some. That's he, right. He's enjoying it. Chris Chavez. We've got some out to James Wilson. Should be dropping today. Winner of the 2019 Raleigh Half. And uh, we look after our people. You know, yeah, we, we want to get some beer in your hands if you want to be about Sir Walter life. Yeah, but also if you're local, you can obviously purchase it at these places we talked about. Uh, four cans for was it ten bucks? Ten bucks yeah. a pop. Yeah, do very, it. very doable. That's a great, you know, this time of year, a good stocking stuffer. Yeah, why not? Just put one in your stuffing and or just keep or just like four in there, and it'd be a nice <laughs> fill okay. out well. So today on the podcast, I'm going to do a interview with Jesse Williams of Sound Running. A lot of fun stuff there. If you are into the world of the Sir Walter Milers and such. Jesse was the head of sports marketing at Brooks for a number of years. He uh, puts on an event called uh, the Track Meet that is going to be inaugural season this year, but they've done some very similar Sir Walter Myler kind of events on the West Coast uh, where people are taking a crack at some fast times to get ready for USAs, and we really dig into kind of what's going on with the sport and what can be done and uh, with with these kind of grassroots meets like ours. And, of course, talk some training. Jesse was – low 220s marathoner and he has devised these free training plans for us uh, whether you're running the Raleigh half or not go get yourself a, a free 12 week training program on the site for the Raleigh half site just click train and you will get in there so speaking of training yeah Sandy yep we had an exciting giving Tuesday totally yes we uh thankful for you guys raised more money than we ever have for this and wanted to make sure people are aware too that Giving Tuesday is still open. Mm-hmm. We uh, we are raising money for 2020, and uh, kind of our membership options are still rolling here. So if you want to contribute, if you're listening to this this weekend, definitely do so by Monday. We're about going to put that first order in for the Tracksmith Singlets, which was a fun project. Tell us a little bit about 
what's going on there. So. Yeah, absolutely. So as you guys know, if you've if you've been, you know, Renology carries them locally, but Tracksmith is a um, Boston-based kind of northeast, northeastern. Um, it's a it's a it's an apparel company. Yep. But it kind of has an old school feel, right? It's, Definitely. It, they've kind yeah. of put a new new school spin on old school concepts and apparel very right? classic very like classic roger Bannister looking yeah. totally and so we've always i think we've resonated with the excellence in which they do their marketing and their branding and then just even their products at, at large and so we reached out we have known them for a while and we're like hey let's see if we can't collaborate and they were excited because i think we share a lot of the same values and we are now doing a collaboration a singlet with them um hopefully you know more to come but this is kind of a start as we this is our first foray into what will be initially known as the gray squirrel track club that's correct and yeah when you a lot of, the, of those of you who have joined you know that you're going to get a men or women's track smith it's called the van Cortland singlet which we're gonna have a special can we say it yeah, yeah. a special patch that yeah. will delineate this is you're part of the gray squirrel track club which the pat for those who don't know the gray squirrel is the official Mammal, Mammal of yes. the state of North Carolina. Again, part of Sir Walter is obviously tying everything back to you know this area in the state, and so uh, that'll be on there to you know. So when you go to races and you'll be able to say, "Hey, Grace Girl Track Club, boom." Black singlet. You you can find be, your own shorts, but uh, it's gonna be fresh. Whether you're male or female, we're doing both. We're gonna get these patches done over by Custom Patch Hats in Raleigh. They do some really cool stuff. And uh, this is coming at you. But we did have three options. You can still get on there. Go to the Sir Walter running site for, for more info. But the first is the, the Squirrel Squad option. 50 bucks, you get a Sir Walter running baseball shirt. This is might sound crazy, but it's going to look really cool. We're working with our friends at Basics on this. You will get a guaranteed $50 entry to the Raleigh Half. So if you missed that price break, you know, the, the, we're charging 65 right now. If you want that $50, go ahead and just give us 50. We'll get the 50 in return and you get a guaranteed $15 entry to the rundown, which yep. will be June 12th, I do okay. believe. The next one is what Sandy was just talking about. Gray Squirrel Track Cub, 100 bucks. You get a customized men's or women's mm-hmm. Tracksmith Van Cortland singlet. You also get a $50 entry to the Raleigh Half and you get a free entry to the rundown. Boom. How about that? That's 100 great. bucks. You get something, we get something. Everybody's a winner. And then the Super Squirrels. How about that, Sandy? Yep. You just get it all. You get, get the baseball all. tee. Yep. You get the course, the singlet, the entries, free entry. Well, uh, entry, $50 entry into the half, you know, free entry to the downhill, yep. which is in June. And then, of course, VIP seating at the 2020 Sir Walter Myler, which will be, as always, first Friday in August. Yes, yes. Friday, August 7th. Go That's ahead. And ask off from work if you're flying here. And we've got great news if you're coming from out of town to the Sir Walter Myler or the Raleigh Half. Really, Raleigh Half. What is we've it? got a partner hotel, Sandy. Brand yeah. new hotel. Exactly. It's not even open yet. Not even open. If you're old school and you know about that Days in life, that's what it used to be. Have you ever, did you ever stay there? I did. It was the best deal in Raleigh, if you know where it is. That is not necessarily the, the, most, <laughs> the safest deal in Raleigh. <laughs> The location has always been good. Yeah. It might have been a little dicey. Yeah. One one running centric question or trivia fact, I guess. And okay. I don't know if they've dumped this or not, but they had a drink machine at this day's end. Okay. You know how mo- most drink machines are Coke or Pepsi branded. Uh huh. You know what the branding of this drink machine was. Some old school sport energy drink. Gatorade. Okay. Wow. A Gatorade drink machine. I mean, it used to be very inexpensive. You know, the sheets were maybe a little crusty, but uh, 
It is. It means to an end. But anyway, okay, but so this is what it was. Now, <laughs> what is it becoming? I think is let's we gotta jump to that. Redem- I love redemption stories. This yes, is one of it. it is. It is. <laughs> and, and taking with uh, kind of the state toast, the Longleaf Hotel is what it is now. They've gone in there, gutted it. Uh, it's really cool. It will be opening very soon, mm-hmm. and they've got a deal for us, $121. Make sure you go through the Raleigh Half site, go to the travel page, and click that link. As long as we can track you, we will bring you, possibly Sandy, possibly myself, possibly an intern. Um, you never know who's going to show up. We will bring your bib, all your entry info to the hotel if you're coming from out of town. There we go. Um, just a cool thing to be a part of. Great place to stay if you're in town or coming into Raleigh and you don't have friends you want to stay with or you need some just personal time. And uh, and and uh, Pat, as soon as we get word um, from one of our partners over at Loden Properties about when that's going to open, uh, I know you and I will definitely be hanging out there, probably grabbing drinks, and we'd love to have folks join us. Probably one of the initial nights. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get that out there. There will be a definitely a cocktail party there. Yep. With Sir Walter, I'm just gonna say you might want to sign up. To be a, on the Squirrel Squad, Gray Squirrel Track Club, Ooh. or Super Squirrel, if you want that invite. Again, this is not something that you would know by from anywhere else but listening to this podcast. Yes, Summer Perfect. Miles Faithful. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We appreciate you. No, guys. it's going to be cool though. If you get, <laughs> they have a great Instagram page, you kind of get a sense of what it's going to be. Pat, real quick on that, um, do you remember how much you when you stayed the days in there? How much did you pay? It was probably less than it is now, For but sure. that was a different time in Raleigh before Raleigh turned out to be this like realize. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now, I mean, but still, one twenty-one, like that's cheap. Oh yeah, compared to what you're paying in Raleigh, oh, totally. I mean, it's going to be half of what you're going to play at a lot of upscale places. And, so. Yeah, and I think they got some cool, some cool amenities, maybe including the pool and, and whatever their their lounge slash bar will be. But I'm excited for it. Yeah. So that's going to yeah. be be really cool. There's just a lot of good stuff going on here. And and again, let me just go ahead and tease out real quick on the for this giving part. This Gray Squirrel Track Club, this is the beginning of what's going to be some really cool things uh, focused around getting people to unify. Again, by the singlet now, but we're going to have some other stuff um, in, in the months and, and definitely years to come around this because that is definitely. something that I think that Pat, Pat and I, you both, uh, we've agreed. We've had people come to address us. Hey, what's a way that we can kind of build out like some sort of club component of the, the Sir Walter running um Repertoire and uh, and this is definitely the start of that. So yep. we got a lot of ideas. This is a start again, a singlet to identify, but there's going to be even more just community based, running obviously race based as well. And we're excited to bring that to you. So stay tuned for 2020 as we unveil, well as not unveil, but as we roll out more yeah. about that race. More info there. Club. We want to see these singlets uh, whether you're running on the trail, the track, the roads. You name it. Hey, I don't know. You uh, could, mountains? I don't you even know. You could run it and maybe try in it. I don't know if you can wear it to swim in, but, you know. Totally. Stranger things. I know. Speaking of try, try Oles. Sandy, my man. My man. So, yeah. So, uh, next week we're going to have a Sherry Eberhardt on here from the Raleigh Distance Project. Sherry recent, recently qualified at the Chicago Marathon for the 2020 trials, which will be held one week after the Raleigh Half Marathon on February 29th in Atlanta. We hope you're going to go down there, help cheer them on. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you are, summermiles at gmail.com, let us know. 
We might put together a little happy hour. You never know. It's going to uh, be a good time. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And uh, as we go ahead and wrap down and get, uh, wrap down this part and get us into our uh, Pat's interview with Jesse, um, I would say I'm not going to even put it in the category of sad news. I would say it is, it, it's a closing of one chapter with an exciting yep. chapter to come. Uh, if you haven't heard, Runology, which is a running store based um, at, what's that address on Hillsborough Street? You know the exact mm-hmm. linked right there, yeah. uh, the corner of Harrington and, uh, and Hillsborough Street. Yep. Um, has been the running community has been stationed there for the past what six seven years since its opening. I think five. Five. But, okay. Yeah. Um, they are closing their doors uh, this month. But they're not closing them for good. But they're not closing for good as they will be reopening uh, under the uh, V Laboratory. Yep. Which is uh, a collaboration project with Pine State Coffee, which is. What, what, what street is Pine Street? Uh, Pine. I think it's Automotive State Way, okay. but it's right over by Circus on. Yeah. Uh, I guess Atlantic, when Atlantic turns into Wake Forest Road as you're kind of heading downtown. If you haven't been there yet, really cool coffee shop. Lars is brewing some uh, great beans, a lot of runners working over there. And it's going to be a fun kind of connection. I know be moving the Thursday night runs over there that a lot of us participate in. They're going to get food trucks and they will have not only coffee, but beer and wine and ciders for Sandy as well. Well, I mean, I just need a pursuit ale. But, exactly. Yeah. Reduced. But uh, but so so anyhow, uh, I would say cheers and a hearty congratulations for the first five years of Renology and and, and that current uh, and their this location that will be closing down. Excited for what's to come. And I know Alex Warren is spearheading this next effort. And so uh, who knows? We might even get him on here to get some more info about uh, what will be coming online. Definitely. Yeah. Um, coming here soon. So anyhow, uh, that's that's where Renology is and local running news right there. Yeah, we're all about that local life. Um, so anyways, here we go with Jesse Williams. You'll hear we kind of roll right into the conversation. Jesse is a, uh, a track and field lifer. It's, his, it's not just what he does for work. It's, what, it's his lifestyle. And you'll hear that and in, in what he does. Definitely a kindred spirit of sorts. So here we go, Sandy. Jesse Williams, Sound Running. So what's going on? I see you guys are just announced you're doing the track meet thing out there. That looks cool. Yeah, so we're doing a couple of different things. Um, you know, still the focus is building the business around training and yep. partnering with events. But, um, you know, a lot of that stuff kind of, you know, I'm, we're kind of just tiptoeing into those waters. And meanwhile, putting on these events has been really fun. And so we did one last year. It went really well. We kind of sure. decided to expand this year. So we're doing one qualifier in A, which is more meant for people trying to go to USA's. Yep. and um, get the world standards, or I guess uh, Olympic standards. And then we're doing the Sunset Tour um, in July, which is smack in between Olympic trials and Olympics. And that's meant for uh, people that make the team and need a tune-up one of those weekends or a couple tune-ups and they don't want to go to Europe, um, which it wouldn't matter anyway because uh, all the Diamond Leagues are actually like, we don't even, there's no Diamond League even during that time. So it works out pretty well. But um and then it's also meant for um, all the other North American athletes who they don't, you know, they don't have to travel to Europe to get good competition and to maybe take some prize money home and to run fast. And so uh, we're doing three meets, um, two in L.A., one down in San Diego in July. And uh, the goal is to make that kind of a staple on the summer circuit every single su- summer. So we'll see. So everybody who's listening already – if you listen to the first part of the show where Sandy and I were talking, this is Jesse Williams with Sound Running. Certainly has a big background in the professional side of the business and is also really digging into the training world. And if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you have 
signed up for one of his training plans through the Raleigh Half Marathon page. So, Jesse, I know you were kind enough to give us multiple programs. What, Where did all that kind of come from? I know what, what's your kind of background, somebody who might not know a little bit about you in terms of uh, your running and kind of your, your side in the business of, of the sport of track and field and, and marathon running? Yeah, um, you know, I myself was a runner in high school, college, and post-collegiately um, while I was working at Brooks Sports, where I was at Brooks for 13 years, uh, mostly leading the sports marketing team there with our everything around kind of the competitive side of the sports, high school, um, pro, um, anything we did on sponsorship side. So I worked with um, a lot of the best coaches in the world, and um, and I did my own running and, you know, coached friends and kind of been coaching people forever. And when I decided it was time to uh, leave Brooks, I, you know, I kind of kept gravitating towards coaching. It's been something that I've kind of done for a long time. And I, I specifically look at training plans because I thought, you know, there was a need for a better, more um, robust, I guess, training option for people that kind of explain things a little bit more thoroughly, um, gave people, you know, you can train um, even the most new runner. You can still apply a lot of what professional runners do in their training to the training of a brand new runner. Um, you can make it fun. You can prepare them specifically for the course, specifically for what their body's going to go through. And, um, yeah, it's not the same, you know, running the same speed, the same mileage, but um, the idea behind what we do at Sound Running is, you know, yeah, we want to train people um, as smart as possible and have them prepared and kind of eliminate excuses. Sure, sure. And with this distance, Jesse, the half marathon, for for somebody who's coming in kind of new or somebody who's been running for years and is looking uh, to kind of some key components to a half marathon schedule, like if you could say two or three things, so what are what are some important pieces to uh, your you know, training block to run a good half marathon? Yeah, um, you know, there's the – I mean, I say – Number one is just the getting in your daily run or your you know your weekly like if you get in three runs a week or five weeks five runs a week whatever your kind of goal is mileage wise that's number one if you get some miles on your legs um, that's going to prepare you better than anything but I say you know in terms of specific training for a half marathon um, marathon is so much different you have to put in the long runs you have to do all these extra things but half marathon um, I've always thought you could kind of take 5k 10k training and apply it to a half marathon and just you know um add a little mile here and there just to you know make up for the distance but it's not super unlike 10k training because it's not like you're running out of glycogen it's not like you're um you know obliterating your legs like maybe a marathon does you know you're not going that deep into the well so like for people to take that next step 10k to half i don't think is drastic um, and so the training's not crazy different. Um, you do get a little longer runs in than you would maybe training for 10K, depends on what level you're trying to run at, but it's not the leap that it is to the marathon. So I would say it's a very approachable distance. Um, so yeah, I guess it'd be one, make sure you're, you know, you're just getting your daily run. That's number one. Number two is work your way up to that 13 distance so that you feel comfortable going after it on, on day one. And three, if you're going to try to train specifically, um, it's not unlike training for like a 10K. You're working basically the same systems. There you go. And I think a, a lot of guys that have, college guys that have run good 10Ks 
have shown you can kind of move up and do that half pretty quickly, guys and women alike. And uh, people might forget there used to be a 10K qualifier for the marathon trials. But uh, right. I don't think anybody ever qualified for the marathon team with a 10K qualifier. So No, I think they were all <laughs> smart enough to at least go run a half first. Because, I mean, the reality was if you can get a 10K qualifier, you can easily get a half qualifier. Um, but that still didn't really show, in my opinion, it didn't really show what somebody could run a marathon. Because there's, there's quite a few, like, 101, 102 half marathoners out there on the elite side that um, – never really fully transitioned to, uh, you know, a 208 marathon or whatever somebody thought they might be able to run, you know. Um, there's not too many of those, but there's a lot sure, of 102 sure. guys. So um, it is. It's a different ball game, And um, but that's why I like the half. I think you can be a brand-new runner and go run a half, and you could be a really accomplished runner and still be um, really getting a lot out of the training. And, and it's still – it's a – I don't know. It's an interesting distance. It doesn't like take, um, you know, the, I guess the commitment that a marathon does, but it's still not easy. It's still an accomplishment. Well, speaking of commitment, Jesse, you have made a commitment to kind of the sport of track and field and putting these meets on like you, you kind of touched on earlier. You know, Sandy and I and, and Logan and the whole Sir Walter team, we've, we've done the Sir Walter Myler for seven years you've been involved in doing this. Like what, what gets you excited about putting these meets on and about the sport in general, as you, you've worked in the sport professionally for many years, what gets you excited in year, you know, what, 14, 15 professionally in the sport? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I like new challenges. And, um, when I was at Brooks, you know, we, you know, your, your goal is to get the best athletes and then to, Make, associate them with your brand and to market them and to get people to feel something about those athletes and for that to kind of resonate through the brand. And that was really fun, but it was also you felt sometimes that, man, this sport isn't really helping us do this. Um, the sport was sometimes like, okay, we have the athletes and okay, we have these stories, but man, this sport just doesn't help itself out. It doesn't do itself too many favors. And so now kind of being outside of outside of kind of a corporation where we're kind of looking out for just, you know, kind of one entity, I can look at the sport as a whole and say, well, what does the sport need? And in the U.S., we need domestic competitions. We need very, you know, we need high-end high competitions. We need prize money. We need um, more eyeballs on these athletes. We don't need bigger athletes racing each other more often. We need more fans engaging in that. And if I could help all those things through this series, um, that's kind of the goal. Is it's, it's kind of the fun part of my job. Like, I mean, we're a training company, and we want to provide training, um, you know, platforms for everybody. But uh, we also are all about moving the sport forward. And we feel that, you know, there's events out there that have shown, like the Sir Walter Miles, a great example. Like, they've shown, wow, you can do something special here. Well, okay, how can we take that and make sure that we're doing even more of it and giving opportunities to more professional and making the sport more professional, which is probably one of the biggest issues is that it's a professional sport that's not very professional. And, um, and we can do, and so instead of, you know, my old job, I was, I, I was in a company where we were kind of focused on our, our athletes and our stories. So I kind of would sit back and complain about it. 
Um, but now I'm kind of in a position where, well, shoot, like, could I potentially help be a solution? Um, not the full solution, but part of the solution to making our sport better. And um, that's kind of the goal of the track meets and kind of the goal of what we're doing and why um, I'm still excited at this point to be in the sport because it's a new challenge. Sure, sure. So it looks like you guys have four events on the calendar this year, and it's all kind of West Coast-based. So where are you from originally? So I grew up in Illinois. Um, okay. And when I left Brooks, which was in Seattle, I moved down to Southern California just because after uh, 12 years in Seattle, you know, you're kind of ready for some sunshine. Sure, And yeah. at least consistent sunshine. But um, And I'm also blessed with the fact that, okay, what is the hardest thing for, you know, uh, at least a distance runner or and any event really, but like you want when you put all this time and effort into training, you want to give yourself the best opportunity to run fast. And the weather down here is pretty predictable. And so if you put a track meet on down here, I mean, we did one this summer and it was, uh, you know, 98 degrees during the day. But when time came for people to start running at seven o'clock at night, it was like 68 degrees, no wind kind of, per- you know what I mean? It was like perfect. And so sure. I that's kind of why, well, A, I live down here, B, we can count on the weather, and C, it's such a big media market that um, the idea of getting sponsors and getting more people involved and getting fans engaged, um, it is a little easier to do some of those things in a market like this. Sure, sure. And with so many training groups kind of out there on the West Coast, of course, for us, we're more of that, that East Coast scene. And right. on our side of the country, there's there's more milers and whatnot where you guys have more distance and of course middle distance as well so it's fun for us to see what you guys are doing and we're hoping it kind of comes our direction as well because people like you uh are are really trying to make this thing happen of of preventing or not preventing but giving people options so they don't have to go to europe and spend a couple thousand dollars on travel to make zero money to do the same thing they can do here (laughs) right right yeah just go race each other in europe and uh you know, it, it, there is something about that. I mean, I know a lot of people do look forward to going to Europe, and that's kind of they're like, I'm pro now, and I go to Europe for the summer, and it's really cool. But the reason you're pro is to make money and to run as fast as you can and to promote the brand you're running for. And you've got to find the best opportunities to do that. And if you're good enough to get into a Diamond League meet or a World Challenge meet or whatever it is, and you can go to Europe, and you can get in front of a lot of people. You can get in front of a camera. You can make money, and you get paid to go over there. Then that's definitely worth your while. But for the majority of track and field athletes, that's not the reality. The reality sure. is your company or yourself is sending you to Europe. You're scrounging together every penny you got to go there for two or three weeks to race um, whatever event you can get into. And it might work out, it might not, but it, you probably won't even get close to breaking even. Even if you win a thousand bucks, you didn't even get close to paying for your travel. So the goal is like, well, if we can provide somebody, you know, hey, it's a quick flight over here. Um, we're going to try to even get travel subsidized. And if you can make some money, worst case scenario, you just don't spend as much and you get in some really fast races, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, it's not the catch all solution. And, um, you know, we want to make the prize money 
you know, we want to get to a level where somebody is choosing between Diamond League and our meet, and they're choosing our meet because we're at the same level of prize money and um, and competition. But you know, it's you got to start somewhere. Sure, sure, yeah. And one thing that I've always thought is there's not enough sponsors and track beyond the, the kind of standard shoe companies and whatnot. And I know uh, the, the IAAF rules and USATF rules are kind of limiting to that, but where do you see the future of, of gaining this kind of sponsorship money that might not currently be there? Well, the cool thing about events is events are one place where you can get those sponsors, and if you do it right, you can filter that money back to the athlete. So the athlete can't go and get, you know, uh, whatever, uh, Whole Foods or, you know, somebody, they can't go and get that sponsor and add that to their uniform. But could I get Whole Foods to sponsor this series or somebody like that and in turn put that into prize money and then the athletes, you know, are able to benefit from having non-endemic sponsors involved. And so, yeah, I mean, do I think there's got to be ways for athletes to be able to go get those deals individually for sure um you know that's if we limit you know we're already limiting their ability to cash in on the world's biggest stage which is the olympics and now you know it's just yeah i mean it's um we can't limit money in the sport when there's not that much to to go around and the, the good thing about these events if we do it right we can attract some of those other sponsors and filter that money back to the athlete and try to do it a different way. Um, and hopefully that's something we can do. I mean, I, you know, would love to get uh, non, you know, non-normal running, you know, non-endemic sponsors. I mean, everybody that's at the running event right now in, in Austin, um, those are all the people that you think you can get. But what about all the other people that are targeting active, the active community, but like not necessarily a running brand? You know, sure. and, I mean, yeah. you get you get served up plenty of ads, I'm sure, and you know who's targeting um, yeah. runners and active people, and you know those are the companies like, man, okay, you guys are targeting this group. What if I, you know, and it's about making those contacts and finding those right people. And if we can get those companies involved, sport and the athletes will both benefit. Sure, yeah, totally agree. I think uh, very similar to kind of what we're doing here and there. I think we're we're going after different places and. If it works, great. If it doesn't, hey, at least we tried. Right. Um, but but it is fun to kind of make that reach beyond the, the standard stuff. So speaking of 2020, Jesse, before we let you go, what are some things uh, you're excited about for this Olympic year? You know, um, it's a cool Olympic year because, first of all, I think Tokyo is going to be amazing. Um, anybody that I've ever talked to that's run um, a world meet or some kind of event in Japan has talked about how amazing the fans, the organization, just everything is. And so I'm, I'm expecting Tokyo to be pretty amazing Olympics. Um, but then leading into that, we have the Olympic trials, which is everybody's favorite time as a track and field fan. It's you go to Eugene and you watch the trials and then hopefully um, you watch everybody compete in the sunset tour and then they go to uh, Tokyo, but I'm excited because it's an Olympic year. And, you know, in my old job, I tried to um, dissuade athletes from like putting all of their eggs in the Olympic basket. Cause I was like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you're an athlete for four years. This is one meet in four years. I was like, if you do well, you're going to race 
40, 50 times in this four-year period, why does one race dictate your career? And so I tried to dissuade people from thinking that way, um, just because I don't think it's good for the sport. <laughs> but um, I do, it does get you excited. I mean, Olympic year is just, you know, it's it's another running year and it's another year, but it's it's cool because finally everybody else is paying attention to what you're doing and working on. And uh, that's what's cool about it. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun year. I mean, a trials year, uh, Olympic year is always fun. You know, it starts off in uh, Atlanta. A couple months later, we're in Eugene. You know, it's going to be a quick year. It's fun. And I always tell people this, and you might be able to comment as someone that's not me, is I've been to the last few marathon trials and track. I've been to 12 and 16 in Eugene. And as a track fan, it is maybe the most fun 10 days you will have every four years. I mean, is that, do you think that's a fair statement? Yeah. I mean, I was always there for work and we worked tirelessly for, we would get there about three or four days before the trials Uh and we would be in town the whole time and we would host events and host runs and host athletes and go to the meet every day. And, you know, and it was so tiring, but it was so much fun. And, it was, I mean, if you're in the running world, it's not only all the people you're a fan of, it's Eugene, which is this very historical running kind of U.S. mecca because of everything that's happened there and been born there. And then it's also like everybody else you know in the sport, maybe you ran in high school or college or after or whatever with, everybody's in the same place at the same time. It just ends up being like, this amazing yeah 10 days two weeks like now it's tiring i always wanted to go yes, on vacation there, there's no doubt pace yourself but yes yeah yeah <laughs> very tiring um every day there's something new you can be celebrating every day there's something some new event you could be going to there's a new final on the track i mean there's no um there's no off days you know you're just kind of on 24 7 but um it's definitely worth it i'm looking forward to it you know for sure Nice, nice. Well, last parting guest knowledge from your coach's hat, Coach Jesse Williams. As anybody who's listening today is training for the Raleigh Half Marathon, which is Feb 22, the week before the marathon trials, what is your last one piece of advice for them? You know, I would say um, it's brick by brick. You know, the earlier you can get started in your training and start adding those bricks, um, the better, um, you know, what is it right now? It's getting pretty close to eight weeks out. And I, you know, I always say like, I think the shortest training plan I build for any of these races is like eight weeks because I'm always like, oh, you want to give yourself at least two months, you know? Sure, sure. Um, and you just got to start somewhere. Maybe that first day it's a 20 minute run and you're just trying to run 20 minutes straight, or maybe it's that first workout you got to get in. You just got to like start somewhere. And, um, I would say, you know, eight weeks out, no looking back, um, you know, just piece by piece. But it's it's not something, you know, you don't train for a half marathon in one day or one particular run. So don't get discouraged if the first day doesn't feel that good or you have a bad week in there or you have a bad workout. Like, it's all piece by piece. And once you taper and get on that starting line, you'll be fine. There you go. Great advice from Jesse Williams of Sound Running. Jesse, thank you for joining the Summer of Miles podcast. We look forward to seeing you soon and definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
All right. Well, awesome. Uh, great interview, Pat. Thanks for uh, bringing Jesse on. Jesse, we're, uh, of course, excited for what he's got going on with Sound Running and obviously really cool to get to partner with him. So go ahead and go to RaleighHalfMarathon.com so that you can sign up and go ahead and get this training plan. Now's the time to start, is it not, Pat? It definitely is. Or is it too late? It's not well, too late. Well, Jesse mentions in the interview that it's eight weeks away. We've got a little bit longer than that. I believe it's 11 weeks from Saturday, okay. depending upon when you listen. So we're not quite into that two-month situation, but definitely go get one of those plans. Um, we'll set you straight. Uh, we're definitely going to have a run over from Gateway Plaza pretty soon, so you can kind of get a little test of the course. You can kind of learn it in your own way and uh, really get to enjoy a different area of Raleigh, that Crabtree Creek Trail. Yeah, exactly. Pat and I have run a few times. Awesome. So we're excited for that. Um, again, we've, we, I think, not to beat a dead horse here, but you can still give. we got some great um, ways you can give that Join benefits the club, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sandy and I'll be rocking these singlets yeah, all year. Yeah, it's the Gray like, Squirrel Track Club, y'all. This is this is going to be the, this is going to be on point. We're going to have some races where we really target um, the bear. Yep. The B1. There's no question. There, might, there might be another party in Boone, and if you join this group, you can be a part. You will be invited. Gosh, Pat, there's so many benefits to joining this Gray Squirrel Track Club. Not only to get to wear the swag because it's yeah. going to look fresh. And I, email us, message us, like, what are some races you really like that yep. you've, you've gone to and you said, man, this is this is awesome. I wish I had some friends here. Those are the races we want to go to. Without question. So um, go ahead and go to you know, SirWalterRunning.com. There's three ways to give. Or, or, sorry, three groups, I should say. And you can donate too, or you can just pick up an old Miler shirt. Like whatever you want to do is cool, but if you really want to get in on the fun, uh, get get one of those singlets and uh, let's get after it yeah. in 2020. The reason we ask is because we feel confident in what we're giving. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah, and, and, and we need it, frankly. Yeah, uh, totally. We... Um, we could just ask you for money and say, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We're trying hard, but we want to give you something in return. Totally. And I think we worked really hard to find some cool stuff, and we think you will enjoy it as well. And there are some benefits that we cannot spell out here that will be secret that we'll be happy to pass along to once you join the club. Exactly. Join the club. That's exactly right. Hey, on a, just one quick note before we wrap down here. Um, this weekend, I believe on Saturday, is the California International Marathon. Correct. Yes. And one of Saturday our, or Sunday. Saturday yeah. or Sunday. And one of our own, Jeff Karen. Yes. Uh, who is the Sir Walter Miler Women's Elite Coordinator and also part of our Sir Walter running team, will be running. He's put in some good training, clearly fit. Um, let's do a little predict, uh, prediction contest. Pat, which, what are you going to go with? You know, Jeff is a very capable runner. I know he's going to go out there and be smart about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 253. Ooh, okay. Um, there's something about this 248, like 56 jumps out. Okay. I don't know why. Like, it's very, I mean, because he hasn't broken three in a little bit, right? I yeah, mean, but he, he has. He's running the 240s. He's capable of running in the 230s with probably one more training block. But this is kind of the, his so, warm-up for Boston. So I'm New Englander, s- he'll be running Boston for the first time. So, yeah. you know, a lot of fun. So, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm going to just, that 248.56 is what I'm going to say. So, hey, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and just... Te- uh, tweet at him. Yeah. yeah, tweet at him. Let Jeff him know. Let him, tell him what he's going to run. Just <laughs> prophesy over him. He needs to know. He will take you on an elliptical ride. That's exactly if you were right. Within one minute. Hey Jeff, I know you'll be getting some <laughs> race day texts, but uh, from us here at the Summer of Miles, uh, best of luck and rep hard. He'll be rocking. Of course, not the new singlet, not the Tracksmith singlet, but our old school Nike Miler singlet uh, with the squirrel on the it. The teal squirrel. Totally. Yeah. Teal squirrel. Keep that in your your. There's none left. So if you've got one. 
keep rocking it. Awesome. All right. Well, again, thanks for tuning in. We always enjoy and appreciate you. Know, we love doing it, but we appreciate you listening. And uh, again, this time of year, appreciate you giving. We'll look forward to coming at you next week as we start to ramp up towards the 2020 Olympic trials. And, uh, and with that, we're going to wrap it down. I'm Sandy Roberts. Pat along Price. With PP Pat Price. Gray Squirrels, we're out. All right. Pennsylvania